Alrighty, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. For those of you that are new here, for those of you that have never downloaded the podcast, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to the show. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome, everybody. Today on the podcast, I have an awesome conversation with Michelle Zarka. She is the owner and founder of Pantry Products. Super excited to play this conversation for you guys and share her story. Uh, She shares all about pantry products and how they're dedicated to crafting 100% natural daily essentials to providing wellness education for health conscious consumers passionate about caring for themselves and the planet. Such a great story and uh, their products are fantastic. I can't urge you guys enough to go check them out. Go check out their location here in Salt Lake City and support these guys and uh, check out what they have going on. I'll put all the links at IamSaltLake.com with this episode. Uh, While you're on the website, check out our entire back catalog. I've been doing this podcast for 10 years now, so I have tons of conversations for you guys to check out. Hey, I'm a real estate agent here in Salt Lake City. So if you're thinking of moving to the area or possibly just moving across town, maybe you have some real estate questions, get in touch with me. I'd love to help you out. My direct phone number is 801 244-2908. You can give me a call. You can shoot me a text. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have. And uh, if you just want to say hello, that's cool too. I'd love to chat with my listeners. Anyway, like I said, Michelle Zarka is on this episode. So let's get into the conversation. Here we go. Enjoy. You know, I want to start with you, Michelle, right at the beginning. Um, because I'm sure I have a lot of listeners that aren't even familiar with pantry products. So, I mean, I know that's a basic question, but what is pantry products? Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that no one might not might know who we are. We just moved here um, two years ago, but we started in 2015 in Reno, Nevada. And pantry products handcrafts 100% natural, personal, and daily uh, wellness products. So skincare, body care, soap, lotions. Um, if you use it to to get clean and to smell good and feel good, um, we probably make it. That is awesome. And I want to get into to all your products, but I'm curious what made you like what was a, a attractive to you about coming to Salt Lake City? Because you started in Reno, you were saying back in 2015, you know, I was reading on your website and all of that. Uh, so you you know, you got a little established. Why Salt Lake City? Why was that your decision as your first place to move to? Yeah, so it was actually, um, I followed my heart. My wife is a professor, and so we were dating at the time, and she was offered a position at the University of Utah. And, um, yeah, she's like, hey, would you want to move to Salt Lake? And I'm always up for an adventure. And so I said, yeah, why not? And, then you know, I feel like Salt Lake is a fantastic market to grow. It's so much bigger than Reno. Um, So I saw the potential in moving here and expanding my business to Salt Lake. Oh, wow. So you actually moved here then. You didn't just, you know, you're not still living in Reno. And yeah, we still have a a store in Reno that operates. We have a retail location there that um, we've, we've still keep going. I was actually just there this last week, but yeah, I live, I live in Salt Lake. I'm a resident here and yeah, we were established as a business here too. Talk about that. Is that, is that tough juggling two locations like that? It, it was at first. Um, it's definitely gotten easier. The, the main thing is just having employees that you can trust. And when the move first happened, I did not have that. 
Uh, but I've been fortunate to find an amazing woman named Danielle who I think loves that store more than I do. She takes care of it like it's her own. Um, and so that makes it easy because I don't have to worry about the day in and day out. You know, we restock her, give her ingredients or whatever she needs to keep the store moving. But, you know, the daily operations, she has it dialed. So it, it helps me sleep at night for sure. So I heard you mention you give her ingredients. So you're actually making these products yourself. You, you, or are you outsourcing that or you could, do you guys make them in shop there? Yeah. So you can come into, if you popped into the Reno store, if you come into our Salt Lake location here, you will see our team making products. We buy raw ingredients and we build them. We start, I make the recipes or, you know, I work with my team and recreate the recipes. And then, you know, we're, we're going from raw shea butter and honey and, you know, all those ingredients and in, in creating these products from scratch. You know, we have a team of five people. That is a team of five people <laughs> and you're, you're doing this. That, that is, that is awesome. And I'm sure it's, I mean, to find five good quality people. Um, I was going to, my mind is blank now of what I was going to ask. <laughs> you were stunned. <laughs> no, I, I think it's so cool that you're, 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 you're making these products. So, I mean, you're making anything from, from, I mean, kind of like you mentioned in the beginning, house cleaners, uh, cosmetics, beauty stuff. I mean, I, I guess the best is just to go on the website to see the complete list of everything you're making. Right. Is that, yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it. We have, we've recently discontinued some items so that we could expand our product line in other ways, but we have about a hundred product varieties on our website. So, you know, it's, it's lip balms, it's deodorants, it's dog wash, it's baby products. I mean, really we kind of run the gamut on, on your daily personal use. And, and our goal is that we want to be the brand Chris, when you go to the store and you're like, oh, I need shampoo and I need to get shave gel and, you know, oh, I got to get baby wash or whatever it is, you look to pantry because you know who we are as a brand. You know what our values are. You know what our standards are. You know that you can trust us to be a clean product brand. And so that's kind of what propels us forward in growing such a large product line. Now, can you go um, into places like big box stores at all and find your products or is it just exclusively through your store? So no big box, but we do have, um, you know, where, where our wholesale um, suppliers that carry us, but uh -huh. it's, it's mostly, you know, smaller, you know, local owned businesses just like us. So it's yoga studios and barber shops and, you know, specialty gift shops and co-ops and, and that kind of stuff. So we haven't, you know, we're not on, in Target. We're still sure. very much small, um, but there are, you know, you can go online on our website. And even if you don't live in Reno or Salt Lake, you can type in your zip code into our store locator. And if there's a, you know, a boutique in your neighborhood that sells us, they'll pop up on there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming if you're a boutique that is interested in carrying your products as well to reach out Absolutely. and, um, yeah, because I'm looking here on your website. I mean, it looks like you're you're quite a bit uh, all over the U.S. So you know, and I have I well, maybe even all over the world. Yeah, we do have a couple a couple overseas um, stores that carry us, but it's very small. Okay, okay. I've yeah. I believe it or not, I have uh, I have some listeners outside of the U.S. So maybe yeah, you know, perfect. maybe they'll check it out. But actually, I know what I kind of wanted to ask that I didn't even really get to ask yet is how did this whole, whole thing come to be? Like, was it, was it out of necessity? Was it, uh, just an idea you're sitting around, uh, on, you know, eating dinner one night or, or how, <laughs> how did the whole thing come up, come about for you? Yeah. So I like to say I'm kind of an accidental entrepreneur. Huh? So I didn't intend to start a business. I 
but I grew up in a household where my mom and my grandma were always crafting. You know, we always made gifts and we made things for people. We baked and we sewed. And and so, you know, part of my love language is like I like to make things for people. And so I was looking for a gift to make for my mom for Valentine's Day. And I hopped onto Pinterest and was like, oh, what can I make? And, you know, found a few things and and through that realized like, oh, I can I can make my own you know, bath salts and bubble bath just with some very simple ingredients and not have to go out and buy it. And so that's kind of what started it was I started just making gifts for people and I love to cook. And so I was living on my own at the time. And so, you know, I was making all these extravagant meals and then not really wanting to eat them all. So this was my way to like channel my cooking, you know, my love of creating all into kind of one little product. Um, And then the more that I made it, the more I also learned. So it's like, twofold or threefold, maybe even now, um, about the hazards of the products I was using, you know, so I was, I was going to my big box store and buying big name brands off the shelf and using them. And through this, you know, initial start of this accidental business, I was finding how toxic, you know, these products that I was using were. And so, you know, those, those things kind of fueled, um, the, my passion, I'm a career marketer. So I was like, I got to get the word out that, people have to stop using these brands because they're, you know, they're toxic, they're cancer causing, they're harming their children, et cetera, et cetera. So you didn't even know necessarily everything when you got into it. That's amazing. Like it was getting involved and starting to make the products that, you know, things started getting uh, exposed a little bit more to you. And that's, that's great. Cause I don't think a lot of people really do know the, um, I mean, what, what we even put on our skin. I mean, that's, we're absorbing that into our bodies and yeah. Um, and people always, you know, they say, Oh, I eat organic and you know, I drink filtered water, but yet I'm using X, Y, Z brand. And I was like, Oh, you know, like your skin is your largest organ and you're just slathering, yeah. you know, all of this stuff on. So, you know, you might as well just eat fast food every day because you know, you're kind of harming your body almost equally. Yeah. No, I've had to uh, switch to like unscented shampoos and deodorants, and and I, so I'll have to try some of your products and see how they how how they work for me. You know, yeah. what were you doing prior to all of this? Like, were you doing your own thing prior, or were you just did you just have a normal nine to five job? Yeah, I had a I had a corporate job. Um, like I said, I'd been in marketing for twenty plus years in various um, industries. I'm originally from Detroit, so I started off in the automotive industry and mortgage banking, commercial construction. And then before I started pantry, I was working for a a healthcare um, network in Reno. And so just kind of doing this on the side. And I'm fortunate that all my years in marketing kind of gave me an idea of what I needed and who I could turn to, to kind of help me get things going. So I knew I needed a logo and a website and I needed to design labels. And I was able to either reach into my own toolbox to do that, or I knew the resources from my years in the industry of, you know, who to turn to, to, to get the things that I needed. So it really helped me kind of take that initial first step successfully. Was that tough though, for you to make that leap from working for somebody else to working for yourself? And it's like, Hey, I'm dependent on my own paycheck now. Yes, it was, it was certainly hard to step away. And I spent, you know, probably six months, maybe doing both. And, and then I, I could see that I wasn't performing well at either one, you know, so I wasn't giving my all at my nine to five. And then when I was coming home, I wasn't giving pantry all that I could because I was tired. 
And it just kind of came to the point that like, I could always get another marketing job, but how often do you get the opportunity to start a business that you can tell, like it gains, you know, from the beginning, we gained steam pretty quickly. And so I knew that it had a real opportunity to, to be successful. Um, so I got like a part-time job on the side and just kind of started, you know, saving up until finally I, I made the leap. And, you know, fortunately for most of the years we've been in be- or around, I haven't really had to worry too much. So yeah. I've been well, fortunate. And it sounds like you have a supportive partner too. So I'm sure that that's really helpful. <laughs> Extremely, especially during this move. And as we try to establish ourselves here, um, you know, in Reno, I lived in the Reno Tahoe area for almost 20 years at that point. And so I had a network of of friends and people I considered family. And so when I started my business, my friends call me Mish. They're like, oh, Mish should start like everyone just, you know, they came in and they supported me and they they told their friends and friends and friends and friends. And so it really helped us kind of have a strong foundation to stand on when we started. But here you know, I know three people and, and, you know, and no one knows who, who I am as a person or who our brand is. And so, um, you know, we've definitely been struggling a little bit and trying to get our name out there, um, in such a big market. Well, so unfortunate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Was- yes. Yeah, so I'm fortunate that, that my wife is, you know, if, if I need her, she's there to, to help me. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's awesome. And I mean, it sounds like you're there to support her as well. So correct. Yes. Let's say, I mean, I got people listening to the podcast that are, you know, they're entrepreneurs or looking into becoming one and wanting to open a business. I mean, is there any advice that you might give somebody um, listening that that is looking to start their own business? I feel like, you know, the number one thing is if you feel like you have something that you think could really take off to don't, don't, don't sell yourself short you know, have, have the faith in yourself. If you, if you feel, if it's, if it's generating an emotion in you, then you should give it some energy. Um, and you know, one of the big things for me when I started was I kept saying to my friends, I don't, I don't know how to do my books and I don't know how to do, you know, deal with licensing. And I don't know like all these things about running a business because I'm not a business, you know, I don't have a background in business. I have a background in marketing, but it's, you don't have to be the person you just have to know someone. You know, so there are so many networking groups and the Small Business Development Center, you know, SBDC here in Utah. If you're a woman-owned business, there's a women's business center. There's score, there's a lot of resources out there where you can go and get information to kind of help you guide you along the ways of starting your business and, and running it in a in a healthy way. So I think have have faith in yourself and then search for those resources. Most of them are free. Um, and they're funded by either the state or by the U.S. government to help small businesses. Um, so hop online and look for, you know, free small business resources and and go in and, you know, those people can help guide you to, you know, making the right steps in, in your growth. That's some good advice. What, uh, when you're not busy working with your business with pantry products, uh, as we get to know, uh, Michelle, just a titch, what are some of your other hobbies and interests? So the aforementioned passion for cooking is a big one. Um, I usually wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, what can I make today? And I'm like, oh, I have to go to work. Um, so I, love, <laughs> I love to be in the kitchen. I made two different cakes and a soup this morning. Um, and, you know, but I love to get outside. One of um, the things that I'm really excited that I got into in the last couple of years is mountain biking and what a great place to mountain bike. 
um, here in, in Salt Lake and in the, in the area. So I'd love to get out on the trails and, um, and play around in some dirt. Um, yeah. And spending time with, you know, with my, my wife and our two dogs and just, you know, kind of exploring our new home and finding, you know, the, the places in town that are kind of like our coffee shops and, and our bar and, you know, the restaurants that we like to go to and just kind of making it our home. Speaking of, um, of home and getting to know Salt Lake City, some of the questions that I ask here, uh, Michelle, to everybody that comes on the show. And so hopefully I'm not uh, completely putting you on the spot here, but you know, we have people that visit us from time to time, right? They come to Salt Lake City and they're like, give, it, give me the tour, show me around, show me what you have going on, uh, show me some of your favorite spots. Is there one or two places that you like to take people to? Yeah, um, yeah, maybe even one of your mountain biking trails. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I kind of gauge it on, you know, who the person is and what they're into, but almost always there are bikes involved. Um, Salt Lake city is so bike friendly that, you know, we have cruiser bikes in our garage, our garage is basically bikes. Um, and so friends come in, it's like, Hey, let's hop on a bike. Let me show you my favorite places. Let's go to the pioneer park farmers market on a Saturday. Let's do a lap or two on Liberty park. And I'll show you all the things that just this one park holds. Um, you know, we'll pop over to ninth and ninth and grab a coffee at coffee garden. Um, and just kind of do the tour, um, and, you know, point out the places that, that we love to go, um, and the different districts, um, you know, ninth and ninth, 15th and 15th. My shop is located in the Granary District, which I think is one of the coolest areas in Salt Lake. Um, so I just love you know, taking people around and just kind of pointing things out. Oh, I, I love the Granary District. It's uh, such a fun little hidden gem, I think so, at least, Yeah, I of, uh, of Utah. What about um, favorite local eating spots? Do you have like one or two favorite places that you like to grab lunch or dinner or, or Sunday brunch or something? Yeah, definitely. Our... Our favorite is when Toritos Tacos is parked in front of Keto's Brewing in the Granary District. Yeah. Um, there's like, we, he probably thinks we're crazy. We hunt him down. Sometimes he's at Roja, which is just on the street from us. So <laughs> fabulous tacos, super simple, or like a limited menu. Um, if we're looking for something a little nicer, we absolutely adore Maza over at 15th and 15th. Um, our SLC eatery is just around the corner from us. And then um, a little farther out of town is uh, Table X, which is actually where we had our wedding uh, reception dinner and um, super amazing food. My wife has celiac. So, you know, finding places that we can eat that are accommodating and safe for her to eat are important. And we've been fortunate here in Salt Lake to have so many amazing restaurants that, that are celiac friendly. Oh, we do. We do. I, I don't do the gluten thing either. So oh, I yeah, know. So yeah. yeah, no, I know. I, um, is there anything you would change about Salt Lake City if you could or, or the area, the valley? Yeah, um, I think so. The big thing is us being such bikers and um, my wife works, um, you know, with air pollution and inversions. And I won't get into the science of that. But the amount of cars on the road is is in you know, the idling and sitting at stoplights and, and that kind of thing of just exhaust and, and pollutants being pumped into the air. If there was something that, that I could do or, you know, a way that I could help people take public transit more or ride their bikes more or carpool or, you know, if you're sitting in line at a soda shop for 15 or 20 minutes, maybe just turn your car off. Um, that's that's probably the big one for me is it, there's there's a lot of vehicles on the road. <laughs> do you say do you say sitting at a soda shop? You know, because we have all the all the soda shops we have in 
And yeah, and we have <laughs> yeah we have one that's on the corner, and you know, and that's it's just one of those things where I see it. I'm like, there's you know, good for them. I'm you know so excited that they're so busy, but you know, there's ten or fifteen cars just sitting there yeah. idling for yeah, you know, and someone was like, turn it off, two minute idle, you, you should turn your car off. <laughs> Well, look at how clean the air was when everybody was staying home when COVID first came out, right? Like everybody was at home. Everybody was working from home. Nobody was doing. And it was like, wow, look at how clean this air is. Yeah, exactly. And we have a beautiful view of the Wasatch from our home. And, you know, we can tell when people are driving a lot or, you know, when the weather is affecting the, you know, the pollution and keeping it in because we, we can't see the Wasatch or you see the haze of ozone just kind of sitting in the valley. And, you know, like you're saying during COVID, like you could, it's, it's easy to look at that and go, huh, there's a correlation between people staying home and the fact that we can look out and and see the mountains. And I mean, I'm not, I mean, obviously people can't just stay home forever, but (laughs) I mean, you could figure out, there's got to be some better ways for public transportation or carpooling or, you know, let's get to electric cars quicker or something, you know? Yeah. Or like, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm a, I, you know, I drive, it's, you know, I'm not perfect. And, um, you know, but I try to say, okay, if I'm going to run errands, let me figure out the most, you know, fuel efficient way to get to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. You know? So instead of like, I'm going to go to Costco today and then tomorrow I'm going to drive across town and go to Target. It's like, you know, let me map it out and figure out what's the most efficient way of doing it. So that way I'm, you know, I'm just being conscious of the trips that I am making and, you know, less stops are better. So, you know, if you can pull into sugar house and go to whole foods and hit Petco and, you know, do all those things without having to get into your car, um, those little steps can help. How can, uh, as we kind of wrap this episode up, I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I, I love that you came on the podcast and finding out about your products and finding out what you're doing here in Salt Lake city and how we can come and visit your location and see you making the products. Uh, I'll have the address and all of that at, um, I am salt lake.com with this episode. Um, but, but how can listeners connect with you? I mean, let's, what, what is the address of your Salt Lake city shop for starters? So it's eight 30 South 500 West. And it's Sweet B. Okay. So for everyone trying to find us, you're going to get to the address from Google and there's going to be a chain link fence. Just drive through that and we're back on the left. So it's it's an industrial area. So it's our production um, and fulfillment warehouse that we have a retail space that's attached to the front. We do workshops and pop-up markets and um, you can come in and do bulk refills and, you know, kind of see the magic behind the product making. Very cool. Now, t- now mention really quick, how, these workshops, how can mm-hmm. people find out about those or... Would it, I guess, best thing just come into the store or on your website or how does that work? So, um, you know, the website, the socials, you know, where Uh that's, that's where everything is. So if you're on Instagram or on Facebook, it's, it's pantry products. So at pantry products with an S. Um, and then our website is shoppantryproducts.com. So super simple there. And yeah, we do them seasonally. So we're getting ready to launch, uh, uh, we call it not so basic pumpkin spice skincare. And so we kind of use the flavors of the season to help you craft natural skincare products and candles and things that you can, you make at the, at the workshop, but you can take home the recipes and continue to make them at home. Mm. Um, And so we'll have a a bunch rolling out here as we get into the colder months and people are looking for things to do. So um, we'll have a bunch of different ones, but that's the next one we have coming up. 
That is awesome. And, and I mean, it made me think too, I mean, we're going, I mean, I hate to say it, you guys, but Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> and depending on when you're listening to this episode, uh, it might be October, November and start getting some gifts and stop by. I mean, these would make great holiday gifts uh, yeah, or, we, or ma- make them, take some of these workshop classes and make them. There you go. Yeah. We do a, a holiday one that's gifts to give. And so we teach you how to make four or five different things that you can easily then go home and make and give to your friends and family for, for holiday gifts. How important is social media for your business? I mean, I would imagine uh, that's it's very uh, important to get your word out and, and talk with your uh, uh, clients and whatnot, I guess. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, there's we've all heard of this. You know, there's the change in social media where it's really hard for small businesses to get in front of their audience. And, you know, we have to get on and do the reels and um, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, our our content gets shown to a small fraction of, of who our, you know, our followers are. Um, so it's important for us to to get in front. And so, you know, really what I'm trying to do is is find our niche in the market. And, you know, for me, there's there's a hundred thousand brands out there that are selling natural products. Um, but for me, you know, we're taking it to let's, you know, we're going to be the source for your education. So let's talk about why the products in your bathroom, you know, pantry aren't good for you. And, you know, pointing out those brands that we, you know, we did one the other day about Lush where people just think Lush is this all natural, really great company when truly they're full of toxic fragrance and, and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of where we're going now is just being that trusted source for education and information on making educated choices um, for products. Before we completely wrap this episode up, Michelle, I mean, is there anything you were hoping we would talk about or anything you wanted to mention or promote? Uh, I know, I mean, we just kind of skimmed the surface here. We'll just have to bring you back through um, yeah. <laughs> whatnot, you know, but it, it kind of gives people a good start on what you're about and what your products are all about. So I, I didn't know, was there anything you want, you were hoping we would talk about? I, you know, I think the main thing, like follow us, visit our website, follow us online. We have a newsletter where we send out recipes and tips and, you know, sales and all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, if, you, if you're interested in us, connect with us through those ways. Um, if you have questions, shoot me a message on Instagram. Everything comes to me. Um, I love to engage with, with folks and answer questions about skincare, body care, or natural products. Um, and it's a secret that we haven't quite released yet, but we are in the process um, coming this October of opening a standalone retail store um, in the Maven district. Um, so it's ninth, south, second, west. Um, and so that that will be opening in November. And so folks can come in and, and shop and will be a, an easier location to find. We're in an amazing district full of fantastic um, women-owned or women-supporting businesses. So we're super excited to be over there. All right. Many thanks again to Michelle Zarka for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Go connect with her. Say hello. Uh, Head on over to IamSaltLake.com with this episode, and that will have all the links for pantry products. uh, So you can head on over to their website and check them out. Support these guys. Let them know you heard them on the podcast. And um, yeah, anyways, it's important to get out and support all of our local businesses because, you know, where would we be without all of these awesome businesses in Salt Lake City? All right, guys, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. I'm here every week with a brand new episode. And if you would like to come on the podcast, get in touch with me, give me a call, shoot me a text. My number is 801-244-2908. 
Let me know what you would uh, like to come on the show and talk about. All right, guys, you have a great week. Get out and support local, and we'll see you next week. Bye now.